Welcome to That Universal Podcast, a universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to another episode of That Universal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And joining me tonight is my usual cohort, uh, Mr. D. Good evening, Paul and Craig. Yep, and uh, our Craig is is here once more. Um, Good evening, um, Paul. Great Britain, Paul. Well, it was it was Paul and Paul, but Mr. D's just disappeared before we've even started. He literally said hello and then then disappeared. It's just like our leader. (laughs) <laughs> yep, just just disappeared. He's, a, he's in the Himalayas somewhere, drinking <laughs> unicorn piss, discovered it himself. And he's back. Whoops. I think that's what's known. I, I could pretend it was my internet or something like that, but I think that's an operator error. <laughs> and just like that, he reappears. Just by magic, as if by magic. Yep, as if by magic. <laughs> Um, yeah. So before we get into the show, I suppose we have to ask that question, what is everybody drinking? Mr. D, soon as you've uh, disappeared off to get yeah. one. Yeah, I've just got, I've just uh, nipped uh, down to the leaky cauldron and got myself some butter beer with no butter in it. Just just beer, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beer amaretti. There we go. And Craig, how about you? I have got a Modelo with a Glenmorangie chaser. Very nice. <laughs> what time are you in at work tomorrow? Uh, don't worry about that. I'm all good. It's all good. Uh, and that's why, I, not that I do anyway, but I'm up at five o'clock um, Ooh, to go to oh, work. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be out touching it, sniffing it. <laughs> no, so no, I've no, just no. got a, a nice glass of water for the evening. A lady drink. A, a lady drink, yes. So... As per usual, Universal hasn't got any news to talk about. Um, we're not scraping the barrel for anything today. So we have got a couple of little sections that we're, we're going to do uh, on this episode. Firstly, Mr. D this week went to see The Cursed Child. So we're going to talk about that and how it might affect the parks in the future. And then our new segment that we introduced over at the Disney show, uh, Eat It, um, which Craig is going to look after for us this evening. Um, so to start with, we're going to dive in to the Wizarding World on the West End. So as I said, Mr. D did visit the West End this past weekend. Um, Craig, you'd already seen it uh, a while back. Uh, I've read the book, but we are going to talk about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Um, there are going to be spoilers. We are going to warn you now. The, the play's been out for four or five years now. Um, if you don't know what happens in it, then more for you. Mm. Um, it's it's a bit past that point. It's like saying, oh, I'm not going to spoil <laughs> Avengers Endgame um, yeah. after five years. Um, so, yeah, a couple of questions just to start with. I, I know we, we've talked a little bit about Harry Potter before, um, but for, for you guys, where do you stand on, on the side of um, being a fan of the Wizarding World? Were you big fans? Or kind of just passing watchers, I suppose. 
Yeah, well, I, I can kick us off. I mean, um, I'd have to say a big fan. Um, my two daughters, um, Katie, she she got into the books when they when they first came out. Really, she was just the right age, and she started reading them. I didn't take a lot of notice, but I, I remember vividly being on the London Underground. Um, I was just coming back from a meeting and looking around the carriage, as you do, and the carriage was busy, and seeing about five adults reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and thought, God, that's weird, you know? I mean, it's a kid's book, isn't it? I mean, that's everything I'd heard was it was a kid's book. And... It was. It was probably. It probably wasn't until about the third or fourth book, really, that I decided. My, my both my daughters were reading them by that time, and they kept saying, "You know, you gotta read it. You gotta read it." So I thought, oh, "I'll give it a go," you know. But it was reluctant. Anyway, I read it and I thought it was really good. And and then as a family, then we kind of read. I caught up with them, and then we read the books as they came out. We even went to a couple of midnight book launches to to pick up a couple of yeah. them. Um, uh, saw all the films, um, and yeah, you know, big fan of the books, big fan of the the movies as well. I think the movies are great adaptations. Um, been to see the studio tour, um, the Warner Brothers studio tour. Done that once. We need to do that again, actually, because it's been quite a few years since we've done that. I did trip number five just over a week ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it is in my it's in my hometown. Yeah. So I literally have to drive past it to drive to where I live now. Yeah. I've been visiting family. Um, so I literally can see it as I head back home. Um, mm. So it's not a surprise that I've done it that many times. And, and honestly, the last one was just a, it was a friend's birthday and we'd only mm. been last year and our friend had gone, oh, do you fancy going for, for my birthday? And we were like, it's just been. But we went again anyway, um, and there's always something new um, to do. It changes rapidly. There's new things opening in the coming months. Um, that means I'll have to go again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what so, we would we'd like to just go back and yeah, just see what's what's changed or what's what's on at that particular time. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've been to Florida and seen the Wizard and World in Florida, both both parts. Um, but we haven't been back to California or anywhere else. So since they've introduced the Wizarding World, so it's Florida. That's that's what we've seen. Yeah. So yeah, big big fans as a family. I think big fans. Um, yeah. You know, Kerry. Kerry likes the movies and has read the books as well. Um, probably Heather and I are, are probably the the biggest fans. Yeah. Yeah. But you, Craig. Definitely. Um, I want to say it was, was it maybe 2001 when The Goblet of Fire was out, maybe? Mm, and no, two, not 2001, I don't think, because we went to see, do you mean the book or the... The, the book, movie? yeah. Oh, well, you book. may be right, yeah. So I remember we went to see the, the movie Christmas 2001, The Philosopher's Stone, the first, the first movie came out then. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, it, it was a foreign holiday anyway around that time. Um, and everybody seemed to be, like you said there on the train, everybody mm. around the pool was reading that book. So 
I don't know what what holiday it was. It was around 99 to 2000, 2001, something like that. It was definitely one in 2000 because that was kind of my my first experience. As Mr. D said, people reading it in public. Yeah. Um, we... I, went on, I went on holiday because I did my exams, my GCSEs mm. in 2000. Uh, so I went away earlier than normal. Um, so where I went, kids were still at school. And they were sitting at bus stops reading the book because it had just come out. And yeah. there must be 10, 15 kids sitting there reading that book. So there was definitely one in 2000. It, yeah, so that was what switched us onto it. And it was like, we'll have to have a look at this. And me and the missus, me and Kerry just dived in at first. And you, you could read the first three books dead quick because they were quite short. <laughs> Um, it got a bit meaty at the fourth. The fifth got a bit off its head. It was so big. But then, like, the film started coming out then, didn't he? And it was the time of um, the Lord of the Rings and everything and the new Star Wars coming out. So it was a, it was all part of that Spider-Man as well. All great films coming out. And um, they, they did a decent job of doing an adaptation of the books. Not perfect by any stretch, but... A good enough job. And then we fell in love with them all over again when our Eve got into Harry Potter. And then for the last maybe oh, even maybe even 10 years, every October holiday going up to Scotland, we've listened to the audiobooks. So um, we've just, it's quite sad actually, on last year's October, we finished that, the last Harry Potter book. And um, Ari's not coming to Scotland with us this year because she's yeah. been university, so very sad. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and, and for me, um, it, I have a very strange relationship with Harry Potter. Um, as I said, the, the, it was all filmed in my hometown, uh, in the studio that's, that's literally just up the road from where I grew up. Um, but like, kind of because of that whole thing where everybody seemed to be reading it. I'm one of these ones that go, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to ignore it and go and do something else that no one gives a damn about. Um, and so for years, I completely avoided it. I, My niece, my nephew, um, my niece is eight years younger than me and my nephew's about 10, 11 years younger than me. Um, and they went through a period of wanting to watch the films. And I remember they were at our house and they, put, they wanted to watch the first one. Like, my brother had bought the DVD for him. Um, and they put it on, and I fell asleep. Because I had absolutely no interest in it. Um, yeah. And then the studio tour opened not long after I left Watford. Um, maybe 18 months to two years after I left. Um, and even then, I was a massive film fan. I'd been an autograph collector and done conventions and film festivals and all sorts of things. And I was like, well, even though I didn't care for it, I would have loved to have worked there mm. because it would have been the behind the scenes stuff that I would have really enjoyed, no, no matter what the subject was. Um, and I was kind of gutted that I'd moved away. Um, and then obviously the last few films were coming out once I moved up here. And my wife is a massive Harry Potter fan. There's first editions in the house. Um, we've now ended up with at least five or six copies of each book, different versions of it. Um, but 
she wanted to go to the cinema to see the last few when they came out. So I said, right, I'll, I'll watch them because obviously you're not going to go to the cinema by yourself to watch it. So I watched them and then slowly kind of fell in love with them. Uh, probably about 10, 15 years later than everybody else. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm a, a massive, massive fan. Like I have read the books two or three times. Um mainly because I like filling in the bits that they cut out of the films. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's one of the reasons why I continue to read them over and over again. Um, it's not, as, by far, it's not my favourite franchise out there. Um, but obviously I enjoy the studio tour, as I said, five times. The, the stuff at Universal is superb. And, and I enjoy the films for what they are. They are an absolute technical marvel at times. Um, when you watch those films at how some of that stuff was done and how it improved when you watch those first films, like the, the troll bogey scene, the troll mm. in the, in the dungeon, the CGI and that is awful, but then you move on and it, you can see how it improved over those seven or eight films. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's great to see it. It's, it's, you don't see that very often because normally you find it's two or three films and then it's done. Um, but with it being over such a long span, you can certainly see where movie making had gone um, over those those years. So it's it's great to watch that, and, and yeah, I enjoy it. I I will continue to watch it, continue to go to the studio tour, and continue to to go to the theme parks uh, and enjoy it and collect stuff from it. I'm mm -hmm. I've got a massive massive collection of Harry Potter pins. Um, but it's just ridiculous that it just every every time I go in somewhere, oh, I'll have that pin and add it to the collection. Um, just because it's there's some great images from those films and books as well uh, that make for great pins. So um, yeah, I, I have a, a strange relationship that it was certainly a hate followed by love relationship with it. Um, so so I suppose we better dive into the the show on the West End. Uh, I myself haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've read read the book that came out pretty much at the same time that the, the play opened a few years ago. But Mr. D, you're the, the man with the, the fresh knowledge and has, has just been to see it. So mm -hmm. give us your thoughts about it. Okay, I mean, we, we definitely didn't know anything about the story before we went. We, we purposely, we, you know, we kind of knew that one day we would go and see it. So we didn't um, entertain any spoilers, didn't read the book or anything like that. So it was that was good. Um, we decided to buy the tickets for Heather's birthday. So it was a birthday present. Um, it was in the Palace Theatre in London. Obviously, it's in it's in a couple of other places. I think it's in New York, San Francisco. Uh, is it Hamburg or Berlin? Can't remember. It's in Germany somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it's in about half a dozen places, I think, around the world. Um, and it's not cheap. Uh, but I think that the unusual thing about it is it's in two parts. Um, and they recommend that you see both parts in the same day, which is which is what we did. I th you can um, book them on different days, but I think it's, it's tricky to get that because they prioritize people who are going to see both parts in the same day. And when, when we booked our tickets, 
we we did them both on the same day and we we had the same seats for both parts yeah um so uh it's not cheap it's a big investment in time um and it's a big investment in money so our tickets we, we did buy good tickets uh we were in the dress circle which is the the first circle above the stalls and we were three rows back from the front and it, the, the seats were fantastic i mean it was a, it was a really good view and we were fairly central as well um, yeah i've never i've never been in that theater it's it's strange because as a mm-hmm. youngster i used to spend quite a lot of time in that area with forbidden planet just being up right. the road yeah. um but i remember it for for a long long time being spam a lot right in that theater um, oh, but I've yeah, never okay. actually, but never actually been in there. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, well, it's um, it's a nice theater. It's you know, and actually, when you go in, it's got like sort of marbly staircases. So it's a little bit reminiscent of Hogwarts when you go in. Um, I don't know if they picked it deliberately or if it's just that's how how it was. But um, we ha- we did have really good seats, but it was basically it was six hundred quid for the three of us. It was two hundred. 100 quid a ticket, pretty much, £99.50, I think it was a ticket. The ticket prices range from, well, you can you can get them as low as 15 quid, I think, but it goes it goes right up to 160 quid, I think. Um, so, you know, for us, it was 200 quid a head, um, £100 for each part. So it's quite expensive, but we did have good seats. And... I would recommend you try and get decent seats because you're in there for a long time. I mean, yeah. each part is is about two hours and 40 minutes, but you get an intermission. So you get, it's like an hour and 20 minutes and then you get a 20 minute intermission and then it's an hour and 20 minutes. And then you get about, then it's that's the end of part one. Then you get about two hours uh, to go and have something to eat or whatever. And then you've got another hour and 20 minutes, another 20 minute break, and then the last hour and 20 minutes so uh, that's a, a long day when, uh, when is, you consider it, yeah. that a normal west end musical is yeah about two hours with yeah. a 20 minute interval in the middle of it that's um, right yeah. it is i mean it's like five hours of watching plus yeah. plus you've got the intermission so we went in or this show starts at one we, we were in there about 20 to one and we didn't get out until nine o'clock, something like that. That's a long old day, especially yeah. I mean, if you're traveling did... on the same day, which yeah, you were. We, we <laughs> did. We we took the train up in the morning, yeah. we had brunch, and then we, we went into the show. But we did come up for lunch and we had a little wander around and then we we, we went back in again. They just a couple of little logistical things. They just search your bags. It's pretty perfunctory though. You're not supposed to take food in, but we did take like we had drink a drink each, just one drink each, and they didn't say anything about that. But they don't want you taking any glass in. Um, they don't really want you taking any food or drinking, that sort of thing. No alcohol. Cause, but there are bars there. You can pre-order your drinks. Um, but actually, we, we found it easy to get to the bars. Um, there's a bar on every level. And um, first couple of minutes, there's a queue. And then if you want a drink at the bar, you can get a drink at the bar. Um so that's kind of the logistics. Um, it is a long day. It is quite a lot of money. But um, what did we think of the show? Well, I, I mean, we really enjoyed it. It was, it, it, it's funny. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of like a, a sequel and a prequel, really, because it, it yeah. takes place about 19 years after the end of the first one. But because there are some time travel elements, um, 
you end up going back uh, to at one point to to before the philosopher's stone before Harry actually goes to um, to Hogwarts, and so it's kind of weird because it's kind of a prequel and a sequel, like I say. Um, I gotta say, I thought the the production value was fantastic. I mean, some of the special effects, some of uh, how they kind of I don't know portray things that are happening, like the moving staircases and. Um, you know, are just are just awesome, really, for a live stage production. Obviously, movie, and again, that that kind of comes into to your seating as well. Mm. That you get a, a good view of what's going on on stage. Yeah, one thing I will just digress for a minute. During during the first break, just to stretch our legs, we we went for a wander and we went right up to the gods, and oh my god, <laughs> you are. So high up. I mean, it is like looking down on a on a stamp. You know, the stage yeah. is so far below. I don't recommend that. I mean, especially being up there for all that time. God, that must be tough. But if that's the only way you can do it, then then fine. You know, I'm sh- I'm sure it's okay. But I definitely recommend the lower the better. And you know, um, it's worth. It's probably worth just saving up your pennies and, you know, don't don't go for a meal. Don't, yeah. don't buy loads of drinks. Spend the money on the tickets and buy good tickets if you can. Um, I think I think we were on the we were on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's called, but we were stalls in, 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 yeah. in the very back back row of that. Right, and and we our seats were perfect. They were fine, yeah. cracking cracking view. Like um, yeah, one yeah, thing I, mean, I, I think sorry, just like you say about the logistics. What I found was. When we come out of the theatre in between shows, mm. um, we wanted to go and get a pint, go and get a meal, go and get something to eat and all that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something that that theatre does, but it, it, you're in the West End. Yeah. You can't get served anywhere. It's bouncing. You know, so yeah. when we come out and we're trying to find somewhere to eat and you're on a, you're on a schedule because you've got to get, mm. get back in for the show um, in yeah. part two, yeah, I, I just wonder if that if the theatre company or the production or whatever could be selling some sort yeah. of corporate thing yeah. where you go you go into a restaurant yeah. where you've got a reserved table and bang yeah. you're in. They yeah, might be so. doing it. I don't know, but I don't think that, so because yeah, I mean you can pre-order drinks and snacks and stuff, but I don't think you can pre-order yeah. any kind of meal. But you're right. I mean, I would recommend. I mean, what what we did was we we kind of knew that area and we knew how busy it, it, it could be on the weekend so we got we got into the side streets and you know there's there's loads of places if you can get away from that main area as you come up i mean there is a lot of fast food around there as well you got five guys it's just around the corner there's a food market up at uh, i think it's seven dials which is only about a two minute walk there's a huge chicken place actually there's two of them you know, right across the street. So there's a lot of fast food places and there's a lot of restaurants, but you don't have an enormous amount of time um, if you're going to go for a sit-down meal. I don't recommend a sit-down meal. I think you'd be better hitting some fast food. And for us, we wanted to walk about as well because we'd been sitting there for like two and a half hours and we had another two and a half hours to go. So we we went into a little side street we found a, a place that did takeaway pizzas. It was a nice day, so we were lucky. And we took a couple of takeaway pizzas into Soho Gardens, had a picnic, 
I'd bought some drinks and stuff and then bought an ice cream on the way back, had a little wander around and went in as late as we we could, you know, not, not leaving it to the last minute, but making sure that we had enough time. And the other thing is, like, you know, just like the, the ladies as well, particularly the ladies, because gents wasn't a problem, but going to the bathrooms in yeah. between, oh, my God, some of the queues are horrendous. So. Yeah, that's that's just theatre in general, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's always like I'm waiting around. We, we've been a couple of times over the last last year. We saw Mary Poppins mm-hmm. in October. Yeah. Um, and then we saw uh, Back to the Future at the, the back end of last year. Yeah. Um, and it's the same me, me and Sam standing around <laughs> waiting mm. for ladies <laughs> to come out of the toilets because it's just yeah. unreal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, all I'm saying is if, you know, wee wee management is important. That's all I'm going to say. You can figure the rest yeah. of it out yourself, how much you drink and where you go and what you do and all that. But, but I mean, um, Craig's right, though. It is, a, it is a really busy area, but it just depends on your luck, really. I mean, we like I say, we just got away from that main drag and just got into the side streets and there was loads of places to eat. Um and we did we did okay, but um, we were lucky. It was a nice day as well. That helped. Um, yeah, I, but the, I thought the show itself was was really good. I liked the story. I liked the characters. I mean, it, there is a lot of Harry Potter in it, but it's obviously grown up Harry Potter. It's mainly yeah. focusing around uh, his son and Draco Malfoy's son, and there's a lot of story going on. I mean, there's the, you've got to keep your eyes on what's going on and pay attention because yeah. it's twists and turns and back and forth and quite a lot of characters but you know, I thought the performances were really good I thought the special effects were excellent and Craig's right you know if you've got a good seat I mean without being without spoiling too much I mean the Dementor, Dementor scenes are amazing really really impressive but there's lots of good effects and um, thought the characters were great. I, I thought the main, the sort of main character, I guess, is Harry Potter's son. I thought he was a little bit of a kind of less interesting character, really, even though he's a central character. I actually thought Malfoy's son was was the better character and had some of the better lines and some of the some of the comedy as well. Harry's yeah. son's a bit of an ass, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he is. He's a bit of a kind of weary willy, you know. It's like, oh my god, yeah. my daddy doesn't love me. You know? yeah. yeah, my yeah, god, yeah, my, my dad's bitch. Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm never going to be good enough. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I get that was the story, and it was it was good because yeah. you you kind of got you know you kind of got um, a couple of different angles on parenthood and the pressures of parenthood and. You know what parents do to kids and what kids do to parents, and it's 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 good. I thought it was quite clever, and I thought it was quite entertaining. I I actually thought the other part of the story's a bit more entertaining. The the Voldemort side of the story, mm, which yeah. is something you don't expect to hear, but um, no. he's actually probably a, a stronger story for him in this than than the films. Yeah, at times. Um, yeah. So yeah, I suppose we we have to say what the the main storyline is um, mm. that we find out that Voldemort has a daughter throughout the yeah. <laughs> throughout the show um, uh, from Bellatrix. Yeah, um, dirty Bellatrix. Yeah. Just, just dead quick, right? How much of the writing of this was um, J.K. and how much of it, it was a screenwriter or a scriptwriter or whatever? 
it was written with someone, a guy, I believe, called Jack Thorne, if I remember rightly. It's been a while since I've read it. Um, I think she pretty much came out with the, the outline and then he wrote it. Yeah, yeah and a guy called uh, John Tiffany. J.K. Yeah. Rowling, John Tiffany and Thorne. Yeah. Jack Thorne, you're, Jack Thorne, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think she had a, a little bit to do with it. And I think, in a way, that's where a lot of this backlash has come from regarding it being like fan fiction <laughs> a lot of people have called it and mm. I didn't think it it felt like that I I thought it felt like a really good continuation yeah of yeah. the story yeah. I did I mean I think I think it's it, you could argue that it's a little bit contrived but yeah but it so what really you know I mean you've 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 got to do something with a story and I think they did something here that was quite clever because obviously live theatre performances are notorious for bombing and, you know, going under relatively quickly. And they obviously had one shot at it and wanted to make it successful. So pretty much all your favourite characters are in this movie because of the time-turning elements. Yeah. They can bring back pretty much everybody and, and pretty much everybody is in it. Um, yeah. So that was quite clever. Whereas, like, Fantastic Beasts, I, I the first Fantastic Beasts film... I think they went far too far the other way. You know, there was there's too little of what everybody knew and loved from the original books. And yeah. I think they tried to fix that later on, but kind of the damage had been done and you know. Yeah, definitely. Obviously for the most part we had what one character in Fantastic yeah. Beasts that anybody had even heard of. Yeah. Until yeah. until right at the end. Yeah. You, you couldn't went. you couldn't bring Voldemort back for a third time, uh, so it was very clever how they did it with the time yeah. travel. Time yeah. travel is always a bit of a cop out, anyway. You can get round yeah. with time travel. Yeah, but yeah. I think going back to Fantastic Beasts as well. I think the problem with that is you've got one central thing that is fixed in time for all eternity, and that's Hogwarts Castle, and it could be like Green Jail, but for the wizards and witches. So you've had the Harry Potter story. You've got Voldemort there. Well, there's another series of books or yeah. another series of films or whatever. You've got Harry's dad. You've got you, you've even got um the headmaster, whatever his name is. Yeah. Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yeah. that's it. You've got his time in the school, but mm-hmm. that's fixed, you know, there's so much that could be done with this. Um so there is a few mis- missteps with these fantastic beasts. I mean, probably none of us here have seen the third film. I have. Uh, I have, yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, freaking yeah. hell. Okay. So yeah. get, get me skates on then. <laughs> none of us, none of us apart from two thirds of us, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen yeah. it, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember what happened in it, to be honest, in, in this. It was just before lockdown we went to mm-hmm. see it, and a lot of shit's gone down since then. So, yeah. It, it's, yeah, I don't even know if if Voldemort's daughter lives or dies or or what. I can't remember. Mm. Oh, you know, I, I, we should probably keep some things up, yeah, obviously, in case people want to go and see it. Because I don't think we've there's so much story that I I, I think there's still it, there's still plenty that, to discover. You know, there has to be so much story when it's yeah. it's nearly five hours long. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of lot of story to to tell, 
Mm-hmm. And kind of following on from, from talking about Fantastic Beasts, we obviously know there was a lot of talk that Fantastic Beasts was going to be an epic universe. Yeah. Um, I think we can all safely say that's probably not going to happen now. Sadly, um, yeah. Um, after, after what's happened with these last, last few films. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of just wondering what you thought about whether they could use any of the, the play um to to use an expansion because we know there's still going to be a wizarding world going in in epic universe because it, yeah. it's a cash cow that keeps on giving yeah. um but i think they've kind of exhausted harry potter as itself now i don't there's not really much more they can do obviously i think a lot of the stuff they could do would be linked to what was already there like we've talked about the ministry of magic but that feels like that should be with Diagon Alley, not yeah. in the same, not in a different park. Um, and, and I just thought this might give them the opportunity for something else. I know it's been around for a while, and mm. I know a lot of people don't look at it as being canon at times. Mm. Um, but I feel like there's an opportunity that it could be used to expand the wizarding world. Yeah, yeah. I think it could. I mean, the only sort of doubt in, in my mind would be how many people have actually seen it so if they made a movie or a, or like a Netflix adaptation of it um, then then definitely you know it's whether they would it's whether they would they would do that um, I think the only time they could do that is if the the, the show crowds were dropping off mm-hmm. going to the theatre but it yeah. seems as popular as ever so yeah. to make a film now, although the actors, the original actors, are all now starting to get to an age where they can mm. play themselves in this yeah. new film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it definitely, with, when, with, we, when we went yesterday, it was packed. I mean, there wasn't an empty, an empty seat in the theatre, as far as I could see. It was rammed. And, and with Epic Universe, you can't really stick another Hogwarts castle in there. Mm-hmm. No, you know, uh, and then you've got obviously London in the other park there. So, what else is there in the Harry Potter universe that you could a third location that you could get away with? Mm. You could maybe do the Ministry of Magic, but like you say, that should be really in London. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. it, just, yeah. it just seems like there's there's not a lot of ideas that they could do that are separate to what we've already seen. Mm-hmm. She, for me, she stopped. Um, she stopped writing uh, and started branching out into adult books with detectives or murders or whatever it is. I don't know. I haven't read them. Yeah. Um, but again, right. So you've got Hogwarts through the ages, but she also introduced several uh, other schools. Yeah. You know, and each one of them has got stories to tell. So yeah. she she missed the trick. She she could have done Damestrum or whatever the other schools were, and they yeah. would have been fantastic series of books as well. And obviously, we've had the we've had the introduction of the US school as well with the fantastic mm-hmm. base yeah. in exactly. the Morning. Yeah. And um, that could be that could be something that yeah. could be put into Epic Universe. Yeah, yeah I, I did think what they were going with was a little bit strange because there was talk that it was going to be based on the second one. Mm-hmm. With the the French streets, um, right. that we we found in the second one when um, mm-hmm. Ezra Miller, God, not even going there with him either, um, mm-hmm. when he makes his appearance in the second one, right. um, 
was the talk that that's what they were going to build. But uh, as we've we've heard that that's probably off the drawing board now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just interested to to hear your thoughts whether it it would would fit in in the in the parks. Um, I think maybe I think some it point could. Yeah, I think it could. Yeah. If if I mean maybe you could you could spin it the other way and say well. You know, if if what was in the parks told you a little bit of this story, the cross child story, yeah, as part of whatever attractions were in there, then maybe it then encourages people to go and see the show and keeps the show alive. But at the minute, you know, like Craig said, it it, it does seem to be doing well. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but certainly I, 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 every time you know we've been past there, there's huge crowds outside, and when we yeah. were there yesterday, it was packed. Yeah, well, New York's definitely doing well because they opened a massive mm-hmm. Harry Potter store just up the road from it. Mm. As um, as there is here as well, and there's a yeah. I mean, there's a there's a merch store inside, yeah. but it's only a small one. But there's a huge Harry Potter store just up the road from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was that was something that I thought was clever because the because at the end of Act One, things take a darker turn, shall we say, because of the time travel. When you go back downstairs again, the merch is all changed to. Oh, that, to that's really clever. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that is yeah. that's very clever. I did, I wasn't aware of that, so mm, might yeah. be something I have to look out for because some of the mm-hmm. theaters they they stay open, don't they? Um, yeah. And keep their merchandise stores open. I know, annoyingly, yeah. Hamilton doesn't. Right. Um, yeah. You can't go in the theater unless uh-huh. you're going to the box office, and they don't have anything yeah. else available. Um, yeah. Whereas I think I'm sure Mary Poppins does. I'm sure you can go in the theatre and buy merchandise right. even when yeah. the show's not on. Um, well, I mean, it, this the merchandise is on that ground level, just literally as you walk in the door. So you've got to get through the security guys. But maybe if you did it in the evening when the second show is already on, they might let yeah. you just go in and buy some stuff. Or yeah, they, they have a little kind of um, laminated catalogue. Um, so they'd maybe even bring that to the door and let you buy it from the door, you know what I mean? But, maybe, um, yeah. yeah. I have to keep an eye on that next they had, time I'm up there. quite a lot of merchandise. They had quite some quite nice stuff, you know. They had, they did have some wands, lots of T-shirts, hoodies, pens, Paul. They had pens. I could have got you some pens. pens. <laughs> um, key rings, you know, mugs, all, all the usual kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it was pretty good. And it wasn't that expensive. I mean, the pens were about six or seven quid. Um, the T-shirts, I, I, I don't know what the Harry Potter and the Cost Child t-shirt was, but the, the Dark Mark one was 20 quid, which is pretty good really for a yeah. you know, central London in a theatre, Harry Potter, blah blah blah, you know. So was there any yeah. 50 pound um, water bottles? I don't know. Frozen? I don't know. I didn't I didn't uh there, I think there were some water bottles. I didn't look at the prices, Craig. But mm. it, it seemed reasonable, you know, for what it, for what it was. Yeah, yeah. I think they've just got to be very careful for Epic. They've just got mm. to do it right, make the yeah. right choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah, I, I would. I, if you're a Harry Potter fan and you like the theater, I would. I would definitely recommend it. Um, think... If you're not a Harry Potter fan, it's it's probably gonna OD you on Harry Potter. You're probably not gonna not gonna want to sit through five hours of Harry Potter live action. Without getting sucked into the JK, um, whatever it is, mm. our Eve's turned her back on on Harry Potter because of JK. Mm. Um, 
she's absolutely not into interested in it anymore at all, just because of her. So I I think maybe to move the Potter franchise or or whatever forward, maybe she needs to let it go, let somebody else take over. You know, maybe sell it to a studio and let them take control of the reins. I think that's yeah. basically all she can do because I don't I think, think anybody would buy anything that she writes. Yeah. I, th- I think we're already starting to say it with the fact that she wasn't the sole scriptwriter on the latest Fantastic Beasts, where she had yeah. been on the first two. Um, I think yeah. she's already starting to to give I mean, up the reins. She wasn't even at the on. That was a fabulous uh, reunion thing that yeah. was on a couple of months mm. ago. She wasn't involved in it. That yeah. itself's amazing. Mm. So maybe her time is up and she needs to let it go and let someone else take it forward yeah. with, with fresh ideas. Yeah, definitely. I I can imagine that at some point it's going to have to because she will run out of ideas and it's it's a cash cow for both the the studio and the book publishers. Mm-hmm. The fact if that Disney, they're still releasing random books. If Disney aren't looking at buying it, Disney need because that would be a masterstroke. Because not only would they own Marvel, The Simpsons, mm. and and then they'd own Harry Potter all in the Universal <laughs> parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, so, anything else for you guys to add before we we move on to our next segment? Uh no, that's it really. I think um like I say, I think if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's it should be something that's on your list. Just um interestingly, uh the couple we sat beside the couple, they were they were probably in the sixties, I would have thought. And it turned out that they were Canadians and they were on a world tour. Uh they'd been on a world cruise for four and a half months and they were just about to go back to Canada, but the the ship the last stop was actually London or Tilbury we stuck the ship parked up at Tilbury docks and this had been on their bucket list so they'd come to, they'd come into London to watch Harry Potter before going back to Canada um, so all ages and all ages and flavors you know yeah yeah definitely yeah. Uh, so on that note I suppose we better move on um, mm-hmm. and we are going to do our new segment Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. So, as I said at the top of the show, I am going to leave you in the capable hands of our Craig uh, to, to lead this section for us. So, um, I think Mickey Waffles used to do something similar back in the day, and then you put it in the group a couple of weeks ago, didn't yeah. you, Paul? As, yeah. as something fresh that we could take forward, uh, rather than being super negative all the time about literally everything out of Florida at the moment, it'd be nice to just have something where we could just chat about stuff and have a bit of a giggle and that. So uh, this ether is basically, um, you can pick a starter, a main course, and a dessert from any restaurant in whatever the, the, the thing is we're talking about. Um, apparently, there wasn't enough alcohol on the last time we did it on the Disney show. Yeah. So now you can have a drink with every um, every section of the meal, basically. So this time we're talking City Walk. 
So there's a lot of, lot of, as our silly used to say, there's a lot, a lot of scran in our city walk. Um, so there's a lot of choice there. So I just thought it'd be good to start there and then we can go into the parks and Volcano Bay at a later date. So with that being said, Mr. D, what is your first, your starter? Your starter for 10. Okay, so my starter for 10, I've gone for, um, oh, what's it called now? Cowfish. And I've gone for the crinkle cut fried pickles. $9. So it's crinkle cut dill pickles with ranch dressing and horseradish aioli for dipping. I've actually had that. Have you? Oh, yeah. As good as it sounds. Oh, it's lovely. Absolutely. It's one of, we had a terrible experience at Cowfish when we went in 2015. There yeah. wasn't 17 of us back then because Carla hadn't been breeding as much. There was, I think there was only 14 of us, maybe even 13 of us. Yeah. And um, they kept us, we, they put us out on the balcony and then forgot about us. But mm-hmm. uh, I had that as we started. Yeah. And it was it was banging. It was absolutely lovely. It sounds yeah. good. I mean, we, be, you know, we haven't been to Cowfish. Um, I just, I was just was looking through menus for this one and Thought that sounded pretty good. That just appealed to me. But me and Stuart were walking in there one day um, mm-hmm. during the Halloween Horror Nights weekend, and two Al girls were walking down the stairs. And one one of the Al girls says to me, "Don't go in there. That is the worst experience of my life." <laughs> so I don't know what these add off the menu. Probably a pickle. I don't know. <laughs> um, did you pick a drink? Um, I couldn't see the drink menu for cowfish. Uh, uh, they, they, they got they got shakes, um, but I, it, on the it may just have been the 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 sort of app I was looking at. I was looking at the uh, touring plans app. Um, so I'll have a shake. I'll have um, I'll probably be sick when I've had all this. So that's the only problem. <laughs> but who who cares? Who cares? I'm gonna have a pineapple upside down shake. So it's thirteen dollars. Molto vanilla ice cream swirled with yellow cake chunks, five spice scented pineapple chutney, and topped with whipped cream, yellow cake, Luxadero cherry. Or more expensive than the friggin' pickle. And it's like a it's like a dessert as well, but I'm gonna be having a dessert in a minute. So Sound. don't think hey, what about... don't think you're gonna stop me from having my dessert as well. What about the dabs of pea? Uh, so for my starter, I am heading to NBC, oh, yes. uh, and I am going with the Hawaiian barbecue beef brisket at fourteen ninety five. Oh, okay, fantastic! Uh, it just caught caught my eye. A little bit of sweet with something that I love. I love barbecue beef brisket anyway, um, and then a little bit sweet pineapple um, salsa on the side with it. Uh, did you have a drink? I did, and I, I'm staying at NBC, and I picked the Crimson Derby, um, mounting, mounting Go Rum, Herring Cherry Liqueur, Lime Juice, and Pineapple Juice, and that was 95 cents less than my uh, my starter. You're literally singing coming out of there, then, aren't you? On your yep. way to your main course. Yep, definitely. Uh, right, well, I went to Bubba Gump. 
Now, I've had some fantastic meals in Bubba Gump. Like, absolutely. It's one of my all-time favourite restaurants in the whole world. Just because it's Bubba Gump, I've read the book, I've seen the film, I've eaten in the restaurant. All the waiters and waitresses are all in character. They all know everything. They've got, they're full of facts. They like to bomb you with facts about the films and stuff. Although they don't know many facts about the book. So you can tie them in knots with the book if you've read it. Um, so um, the Run Across America sampler. Bubba's far-out dip and chips, grilled peel-and-eat shrimp, spicy chicken strips, hush pups, and Mama Blue's fried shrimp. And that was, let's have a look, that was $20. So I've gone big. You've I think gone big, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a sharing one, but I'm having all that. Um, <laughs> and then I've had so many of these drinks. We've recreated this drink in Scotland. We actually bought all the stuff we needed for it, including the contraptions uh, to, for, to, for the bottles and that. Corona Rita, uh, a traditional margarita, fresh lime juice, Corona Extra, shaker glass included, um, and you've got three fillet, four flavours, watermelon, passion fruit, uh, black raspberry and tropical blue. I've had so many of these with the family. I then sat at the bar and recorded a podcast with Nick while I drank them and Nick nursed one um, <laughs> because he's a shandy arse. Uh, I think I drank three of them while he drank one. but And he kept going on that the Hulk had made his tummy a bit dicky. Because um, it can do that, but yeah, that's my starter. What about your main teas, uh, Mister D? Okay, so gone Mexican. I'm in Antijitos now. Oh, Taking a run across there. I love Antijitos. Yeah. Yeah. Went to Antijitos when we went to the US. What was it? A month ago? Six weeks ago? Something like that. Had a great time, and so I'm gonna have what I had there. Um, I had the uh where is it here it is the con conchinita tacos it's only 15.95 it's a bargain uh yeah. slow cooked uh at chiote pork orange lime marinade roasted chipotle sauce pickled red onion lovely and i picked a drink i'm, I'm on with the drinks on this one hang on i've got to switch to different part of the menu so just Talk amongst yourselves while I do that. Here we are, speciality drinks. So they got lots of margaritas, and I love a margarita. But what I'm going to go for is I'm going to go for the horse you rode in on. Horse you <laughs> rode in on. It's $14. It's Herradura Reposado Tequila, Ginger Beer, Amarina Black Cherry, and Syrup. 14 bucks. That sounds like a bargain, an absolute bargain. It's not bad. I mean, all of them are about $14. 15 is the dearest one, but I mean, you can get the, the Cadillac, no, sorry, 16 The Cadillac Margarita is $16. It's one of them restaurants, though, where you can all share in it. You can all, because you order everything separately, what? and then you, you What's well, this? What, sharing. What's Mr. Day doesn't, doesn't share food. Nah, sorry. It's breaking up. Internet's gone funny. <laughs> But we've had a cracking meal there um, mm. in 2017 with the tailors sitting outside, babies yeah. everywhere, kids just running everywhere, just 
fantastic when when they yeah. come out with the avocados and they start making your guacamole mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. So we're definitely uh, going back to Heaters come October. We will definitely be having at least one meal in Antihitos. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll join you, Mr. D. Um what about you? Uh, I am heading to Big Fire. <gasps> so am I. I'll see you And I day. and I am going for the Colorado Lamb Shank. Oh, does not like having a, a good lamb good shank. Lamb shank. <laughs> so oh, that's yeah. half grilled and braised lamb shank, parsnip puree, baby carrots, butternut squash, apple compote, and arugula. Mm-hmm. I mean, does anyone um, know what arugula is? It's some kind of lettuce, think. isn't it? I think <laughs> arugula. Arugula <laughs> is is there's, a, there's a, it's called something different here, isn't it? What is that? Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to... Kerry would tell me if she was here, but she's not. not Arugula celery, rocket. It? It's rocket. Yeah. Oh, it's rocket. Okay. It's rocket, yeah. So you're literally in a squiddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. What was, you. your, uh, what was your drink? Well, I'm, I'm heading just around the corner. I'm not staying in the same restaurant oh, as my what? drink. Is that allowed? Stuart's yeah. Allowed. Wow. Uh, well, Nobody we'll told me that. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. having a there, so we'll, we'll yeah. let go. Well, and I am, I am heading to, shank. yeah, and I am heading to Margaritaville. Um, <laughs> yes, and I am going for the Margarita flight, oh. Um, oh, which that, is twenty dollars fifty, and you get three different margaritas. Uh, one is called uh, "Who's Simon. to Blame." <laughs> Who's to blame? Which is Margaritaville Gold Tequila Triple Sec and the House Margarita Blend. Then you get Wild Berry, uh, which is let me just find it. I'm looking through the list. Don't actually think it's on the the main list, which is interesting. Um, let me see if I can find the actual flight uh, and see whether it actually says. I don't think it does. No, it just says Wild Berry, and then the final one is Watermelon and Mango. That's fair enough. I mean, you just have a hand shank. You need to get your sugars up. Well, yeah. 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 So, right. Well, I went to Big Fire. Uh And I got a steak. Now, the steaks come um, served with fire-grilled baby carrots and crispy mashed potatoes. And then I got something that I've always wanted in America, but I don't think I've ever had. Uh, a prime T-bone from Creekstone Farms. Right. And that is $59 for a 24-ounce T-bone steak. Mm-hmm. And to wash it down, um, I, I just kept it simple this time. I went for the big big fire smoked amber draft beer, $11. Because they'll just keep on coming then as I am working my way through that steak. Yeah. I'll probably have about four of them, to be honest. What, steaks? Yeah, yeah. meat sweats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we looked at, we've looked at this place so many times, you know, as you're walking up and down. Mm-hmm. It's so central, isn't it? Um, we just, the smells from there are amazing, but we just never, ever, because there were 17 of us, it, it's hard to get yeah. in anywhere when there's 17. I nearly went, when we all went, 
mm-hmm. when everybody kind of dispersed, I was like, what do I want for my dinner? And in the end, I went back to the hotel and I... Um, had a ham shank. <laughs> now I had one of Aventura's burgers, didn't I? Um, but that was, I nearly stopped there. And it was just mainly because I was feeling the jet lag at that point. I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go back to the hotel instead. You were coming down off the sugar rush you'd had for breakfast. Uh, it might Actually, it might have been that day, yeah. Fantastic. And we'll uh, talk about, about that in a minute. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going then. What about your pudding then, Mr. D? Okay, so I, I've got a couple of honourable mentions here, right? Because I'm a pudding person. So Paul talked about Margarita Bill. They do a really good key lime pie, and I'm a big sucker for key lime pie. In oh, fact, I'm, I made key lime pie last weekend. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I got a I got Jane's patisserie cookbook for Christmas, which is all desserts, and I made the key lime pie for that for the family last weekend. It was very good. Oh. Even if I say so myself. So that's an honourable mention. Voodoo donuts, hard to resist. So there's another honourable mention. But I went to the place where really you would go for dessert, which is Toothsome Toothsome chocolate. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Never been. Good, uh, <clears throat> no, hell has been. She says good, but it's very uh, Instagrammable. I think the desserts that are there. Um, very so, diabetic. Yeah, very diet. Yeah. So I've gone for the banana cream pie Sunday. I'm a sucker for banana cream pie. Twelve dollars. So it's chocolate, vanilla, strawberry ice cream, chocolate covered banana, slice of banana cream pie, strawberry, chocolate, and caramel sauces, chocolate caramel but. Almond bark, fresh whipped cream, and rainbow sprinkles. Lovely. That sounds absolutely delicious. Over the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, after this meal, I just, I think I'll have to go and do something, lie down. I think. Did you, did you have an alcoholic drink to wash that down? Yeah. But I mean, my God, you know, um, the chocolate in it. Yeah, that so macadamia, the macadamia chocolate cherry, $12.50. So it's a double chocolate vodka, Drambuie oh. 15, and macadamia nut liqueur, just to finish me <laughs> off, as it were. <laughs> oh, and I've ordered a wheelbarrow to get me back to the hotel. <laughs> You'd be singing on the way home with that one. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be thrown up, but... That would be right. like me and Stuart in the back of the um, the tuk tuk going back to um, <laughs> Cabana Bay. The poor girl trying to get freaking forty stone up a hill. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dabs of P? Well, you know where I am. I'm heading. Mister D's already given it an honourable mention. Uh, oh, yeah. I am. I am heading to Voodoo. I, okay. I cannot resist, and I, I I cannot resist the universal orange circle. Yeah, that I had the last time we were there. Okay. It's delicious. Um, yeah, it's lovely. It's not a flavour that you expect to be in a donut, mm-hmm. um, but it works really well. Um, I think you missed an opportunity there, Paul. I think you, you should have gone for the wooden coffin of donuts at 130. <laughs> you know, I did think about it, but I thought I can't get away with that when I've already picked a margarita flight. You, you can. <laughs> this is this is you know, this it's is no holes barred. Right. It's the looks you're going to get on the aeroplane taking a coffin on in your hand luggage. <laughs> no, I'd put yeah. it in. I'd get. I'd put it in the hold. Yeah. <laughs> you never seen put it on the scanner. 
pilots like that. I'm not taking that. Yeah. Uh, and what did you get a drink? I I didn't go for an alcoholic one this time. Uh, if I if I have to um, hold to the rules and get. Uh, from the same restaurant, I had written just a Starbucks Americano to wash it all down. But I'll go with a Voodoo Donuts coffee. That's fine. Okay. Oh, well, the Voodoo Donuts coffee was like molten lava because I got one. It was <laughs> yes, still, you did. still hot two hours <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for my dessert, I followed you into Antihito's, all right. Mr. D. And because yeah. I, I was looking for just stuff a little. Weird, maybe. Yeah. So, fried ice cream. Okay. Yeah. So, almond granola, crushed vanilla ice cream, raspberry sauce, chocolate chips, and chorizo. $5.95. It's just, I mean, how do you fry ice cream? Is it in batter? Do you know what I mean? Because they could do that that way, couldn't they? Could be. I mean, in in Epcot, they've got those. Um, they call them. It's like a brioche sandwich, but hot. And they, they have the ice cream in the middle of it because it's they have it just look really cold, and it just only takes a couple of seconds to cook the brioche. So you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You got to get it yeah. in and out quick. I think. Well, don't we all? So yeah, I'd go with that. I think. I do and like then... a churro. I must admit that sounds good. I'll... I wanted a nice light, um, a nice light drink for the walk back, basically. So I got a cucumber mint, fourteen dollars, um, a botanical cucumber, and a mint vodka served with fresh lime juice and some mint. So oh, I don't I... even have to, I don't have to brush my teeth going to bed, do I? I oh, know that sounds really healthy, actually. It's got botanicals, yeah. it's got mint. Yeah, that's going to neutralise everything else. So, I mean, that that is uh, Easy version one, episode one. Yeah. What, do do we you... want to pick a venue? Uh, how do you mean? Where you're going to eat your meal. Oh, okay. Um, on the Which steps. <laughs> <laughs> on the steps, looking at the um, at the river, at the canal, looking across at the Ardrock, watching the sun go down. So, Watch- you, so really, you could pick the NBC Sports Grill and Brew, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So on yeah. their their cup of yeah, and we yeah. have done. We've sat out there and we've had yeah. a few pints out there cracking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm gonna sit on the on the terrace, the sort of balcony area outside of Margaritaville, still looking across the river there, and and I want the kid from Deliverance playing his banjo <laughs> on the on the porch beside us. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch Deliverance now to get that. Yeah, it's it's Charlie Borman. Is from, it Charlie Borman? From, yeah. The biker. What, that plays yeah. the banjo? Yeah, I believe so. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> his, dad like... direct, his dad directed it. It doesn't look like Charlie Borman. I'm sure what? it is. He's definitely in it. Right. Um, Where are you You've never seen it, Craig? I... I've never seen it. Oh, it's a good film. Uh, so I'm, I'm following Craig where he went for his 
is main meal. I am going to Bubba Gump's. Oh, mate. It's um, amazing just, in there. Just for the theming. I've still never been in one. Oh, no, I've, never, I've never been in one. No. I'll admit that. I'll admit that. But I like the film. I love the film. Yeah. I've never read the book, though. Is the book good? Oh, the book is fabulous. Because yeah, I'll have to give that a go then. Forrest Gump does so much more. He becomes a professional wrestler. He fights a wrestler called the Tid. He goes in. He goes into space. He's an astronaut. Honest to God, it's fabulous. I need to read that then. Yeah, yeah definitely. It definitely sounds yeah. like I need to read it as well. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, absolutely. I mean, this this can go and go. This because we've we've got. You've got um, Halloween Horror Night menus we can look at. You've got, obviously, the theme park menus. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll do a few more of these. And then everyone else who from the team, they'll all have different opinions and different venues. And we can get some of the listeners. We can do a listener episode. We'll do a listener episode of this uh, eating where the listeners send in their menu choices. Yeah. And we read them out and react to them. I think yeah. that'll be lovely. Definitely. Yeah. So I think that wraps this episode up. It's still a fairly long episode, despite the fact that there was no news. Uh, so thank you, boys, for joining me as always. Pleasure. I'm off to get an indigestion tablet now. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a cork up my ass. Uh, if you like the show remember to leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days Uh, it helps greatly don't mention Ryan in the review please (laughs) (laughs) or Kate either either of them no reviews about them please Um, and we will be back in the month of June for our next episode of that Universal Podcast Cheerio. Hopefully we'll have some Halloween Horror Nights news. <laughs> Bye-bye. Che- Cheerios. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>